We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Surprise, we are back. Even after we said we wouldn't be here, it's um, uh, a special, uh, unannounced edition of the Fantasy Football Report. We just had to do another show uh, to talk to Connor, who is trying to defend his FFPC Best Ball Tournament championship. Uh, he's got two teams into the final. Um, how's it going, Connor? Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't able to make last week, but uh, happy to, to jump on this week instead and if i was a if i was a a, a boxer defending the title uh for, first first time around first matchup after the uh to defend the title i'd be knocked out in the, the second or third round probably oh no uh i mean <laughs> first off happy new year guys long you know it's uh yeah, we're yeah, back yeah, this is the first this is the first repo of 2023 excited to have you have you back thanks thanks connor um, I will say uh, for those like uh, what's up, Josh? Uh, thanks for hanging out. Um, I, I will say the one thing that's really impressive is the fact that not only did you ship this contest last year, but you're back this year. And getting two into the final is definitely uh, definitely yeah. feel proud of that accomplishment. It's it's um, but for everyone who's been drafting best ball, playing these best ball tournaments, I think you un- you know what you're getting into. Right, you know this is this is always going to be a top-heavy payout structure. There's a reason why the mantra is always week 17 is all that matters. Right, um, but that because that's where all the ROI is. If you don't like that structure and you like best ball, come play cash games. My cash game returns are fucking amazing. They're great, but <laughs> guess what? It's not life-changing cash. Right, right, because 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 you know you know like you have to put a lot down to win a lot back. Um, so the fact that you're able to make it this far, a second year in a row, I think is achievement in and of itself. Yeah, definitely happy with it. And uh, definitely happy that I was able to do that. Um, but yeah, you know, had high hopes. One of So one of my teams, um, it was... Uh, Can we pull them uh, up here? Derrick Henry team. Is that... Uh, so that's the, th- that's the team on the right that actually ended up doing better. So this is a Derrick Henry team. Um, obviously, he sat out. Hugely reliant on him at running back, and um, kind of got a, a ten points from Chase Edmonds out of nowhere. Uh, was quietly excited. I, I, I saw there was a pretty big drum beat 
for Tyler Algier. So that that could have been more. And then the, the Philadelphia ended up getting okay points, not great, but they kind of fell flat today. And then uh, Travis Kelsey, big part of the team, just didn't quite get there. No, it's it's a shame because when you look at this team, right? Like when you're looking at that team, could you actually scroll down a little bit? I want to look at your bench. Oh, the bench is terrible. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's but uh, that, that's neither here nor there, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's right, Josh Edmonds. Chase uh, Edmonds fought back. It's a shame because you know you're you're dealing we're dealing with so many injuries this late into the season. Like when you look at Jalen Waddle down there, right? He's at a like from all accounts, he's had a really good season. And today, the, the, the combo of Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, oh, I, That's his name? Yeah. Um, right? It, it's, it wasn't enough. He just didn't see enough targets. Their game plan today was um, very confusing. Monster took a lot of the underneath stuff. Um, if I pull up the game, like, if I pull up the game log here, um, Miami really kind of... <clears throat> Got run out of the game, right? Um, Mostert actually led the team in targets with eight, and he caught all eight for 62 yards and a score. Hill was behind that. He had seven targets, got four for 55 yards. I mean, Waddle got three of his five targets for 52 yards. But again, you're not going to get big scores if he's not going to see a lot of targets. Um, You know, Tyler Lockett was unfortunate because he had that injury. Then he was in and out of the game a little bit. One dollar. Just a lot of run bad. And yeah, yeah. Wandale, Wandale could have been a thing. He really was coming on. Um, instead, we get Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James. Like, like this is a team designed to win. I mean, like Rashad right. Penny's season-ending injury. I, does that. I, I, I did what I couldn't control, and, and uh, it got to the finals. Yeah. Exactly. Both of these teams were top 100 in scoring uh, yeah. in the regular season. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to see that you hit on both the wide receivers for, for, for Philly. That was something I got on fairly late because for some reason, Devonta Smith's ADP kept sliding backwards <laughs> to where he just made so much sense to just draft, even if you had A.J. Brown. Yeah, um, yeah, big time road of his uh, target. So definitely happy to see him uh, have that sophomore. Yeah, so- sophomore. Uh, year that we were looking for uh, it's just it's just such a shame because today was such a stark reminder of how bad Gardner Minshew was like like um like I think the first half like the, the Eagles barely held the ball um they were getting run off the field by the corpse of the Saints a team that's like <laughs> I don't know what they're doing man um they're like they're they're like like the Saints in my opinion are ending are, are going to be the team that a classic team that might backdoor their way into the playoffs and then just get bounced, but and then find themselves in a position where they can't draft a good quarterback high and they're just picking in the dead zone like in the in the first round like it's weird. Anyway, um, that's 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 as an aside, but like the Eagles really shit the bed because they were set up in perfect negative script for both either one of AJ Brown or Devonta Smith to put up a big game. Um, you kind of got what was more like the seventieth percentile outcome for them in my opinion um so yeah yeah given how given that they only scored 10 points two 20 point receivers doesn't sound too bad yeah um so one thing i was thinking about is that this final week was so odd so like uh kind of off the wall scores and, and and it was like that from the beginning where you had teams 
resting players like Den- Derrick Henry got rested. You had Derek Carr just benched uh, for because uh, they 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 just wanted to see or they, they just I, I don't know why they benched him, but they they did. They're it, moving on. It sounds like they're gonna try to trade him in the offseason. Like half the quarterbacks in the league or half the the teams were starting quarterbacks yeah. that uh, weren't starting at the at, at, in in week one. Yep. And then you get these really strange run out games, like the the New York Giants and uh, scored thirty eight points, and Saquon Barkley seven points. But yep. Daniel Jones is uh, so if I click the the team that uh, is leading right now, he's getting thirty eight points. From uh, Daniel Jones, mm. um, and I don't, I don't know if there's a Mike Evans team in here, and uh, Tom Brady. T- there probably is a Tom Brady team, and uh, I know Pat's leading the uh, the BBM right now with Tom Brady, and just things that are so out of keeping with what the consensus uh, opinion was on these players up until now, and I almost wonder uh, what the like every time you have like these kind of every time you have a week seventeen, there's always these big takeaways that that are sometimes result oriented, and like people are like, okay, yeah. well, that's, this this is this is what you need to keep in mind now. These are the new rules, and are people going to be like, oh wait, you you can draft that quarterback late because uh, you know it's week seventeen, bro. Like, what yeah, a blow up game. You can, I mean, you could be nihilistic about it, right? Or you could be like a little bit more, uh, a little bit more uh, structured about it in your approach, right? And you can say, well, this doesn't matter. Nothing matters. That's fine. That's totally fine. If right. that's your approach, you can't well, be wrong. I'm not I, gonna, I, could I, see, I could see the, the, the opinion being so if you watch the, the underdog best ball resurrection draft, so th- those were in season drafts that went uh, up to week four, I believe. And the early quarterbacks got um, pushed all the way up into the second and third rounds. So you had like you had a situation where QB six is going in the third round, and I could see that if if that's the ADP spot that we get, that the argument could be, oh yeah, don't even touch them. Drop you, you should be going for the Daniel Jones types, the Geno Smiths, and uh, you you should be trying to find that. Uh, uh, you should be trying to find that quarterback to, rather than, uh, I don't know. It's it just something it, I can see that being a big narrative next year. I mean, I mean, uh, could you actually scroll down on that on the team on the right, please, Blair? Uh, team on the right, yeah. Yeah. I wish that it could give me a full screen. KJ Osborne is, uh, he owes me reparations, man. Uh, <laughs> he's the reason that a lot of my, uh, of my team got dumpstered in the early rounds. If you could scroll down, please, that'd be. Just I just have a. So this is a starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Woods is in the starting lineup, man. Yeah. See this. So so just I just wanted to push back a little bit on your point. So this guy took three quarterbacks late, but it could have just as easily been Justin Fields in there. Yeah. So Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, and then Daniel Jones. Mm, yeah. Right. I mean, in a different reality, there's like a different because these are all guys who were going a little bit late. So like, this is something that, that Blair and I have talked about a lot. Like there was no reason for Trey Lance to be going at QB nine. And then Justin Fields to be going much, much later for the name. Although it makes sense from a perspective of you've got better receivers, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in a different, like, but uh, but him, Trevor, like Fields, Trevor Lawrence, they all went in the same neighborhood 
And we've done work at Rotoviz that shows like the back end of the QB, the QB window, or take three or take uh, three QBs late could be a good way for you to to go about it if that's if you're intentionally structuring your team that way. There's another reality wherein Daniel Jones gets benched at some point this year for Tyrod Taylor, and the Giants decide to completely suck, right? And then we don't see this team, right, at all, right? I mean, like the the whole reason, I mean. Because the Giants need to make a decision on what to do with Daniel Jones. And I don't think they believe that he is actually the reason that they're going to win. They're winning on the back of the defense and, and a couple of other things, realistically. They, they've run, for as hot as the Vikings have run on one-score games, the Giants have also run white hot on, on, on one-score games, right? Um, and so that there's like, if you want to take this nihilistic approach without truly deconstructing the context within the season that it came from, I don't know how successful you're going to be doing that next season, right? Because like, the, like right. I don't think it'll work either. But yeah. I can see that being like a big part of like how people approach it, um, right? And it might and be, oh, Daniel Jones, he had this new coach. Yeah. Which uh, formerly, which which teams have now gotten a new coach, and is going to like lift the quarterback? Right. And right. Like people did the same thing with uh, after Stafford last year, Stafford and Cole. Yeah, yeah um, and that this. Uh, this this wide receiver just got a new quarterback, and so now uh, now we need to drastically change the value of the, yeah. the, the wide receivers on that team. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna take Cortland Sutton in the third round, right? Right. And then we're gonna right, and th- that became and the, the the weird thing was Cortland Sutton was going in the third round, but Judy was going in the sixth, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think just being wrong there <clears throat> definitely torpedoed a lot of, a, a lot of squads, right? Because you don't like. I, I I guess my point is is that if you want to be nihilistic about your approach at quarterback, you can, but just make sure make sure that they're gonna play all seventeen games without a risk for benching. Which, in Godspeed, right? right? Like like, well, like, that, like, like that, that is the hard part about trying to pick uh, late round yeah. quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's likely to still be playing in week seventeen. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. Guys. I mean, like one week you see a guy like Daniel Jones put up close to 40, but, um, you know, do most of the teams that end up in the finals look like this? Probably not. I mean, Connor, you've got two Mahomes teams in. I wonder how many other teams have Mahomes or Josh Allen or something. But this guy was also carried by those 40 point fields games. Well, that's true. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, it's just that some of it is just like a, uh, every every team in the final had a bit of luck to get there, right? And um, just able to string together games, right? And but I mean, you CJ Hawkinson just had a forty point game last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AJ Osborne went nuclear in week fifteen. Oh yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> Completely dumpstered me. Uh, no, but like I, I mean, and and today you ran really bad with Trevor Lawrence, right? Right. Um. The the the. The whole week there was a narrative going around about the Jags, you know, potentially having nothing to play for, which, again, I don't know who made that rumor up, but that person needs to stop doing NFL analysis forever, right? Because that was, like, just, like, very out of left field um, statement to make. Um, And today Adam Schefter came out and was like, no, the the Jags are going to cheat this game. Like, it's every other game. They have a lot to play for. Right. There's a division championship on the line. And that's great, Right. And they came out and they just destroyed the Texans so early on 
that they just had that they could just pull their quarterback. Right. Um, they pulled ETN really early. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was like a bunch of non-competitive games today. Um, and then and then when you think about the QB injuries that have also sort of been poor, right? Um <clears throat> Kyler Murray tore his ACL. Uh Jalen Hurts freak injury of because the Chicago player like landed on his shoulder and sprained it. Um just trying to think of some trying to think through some other ones as well that happened today. Uh or, or some other teams that might have been hurt. Um well Lamar Jackson isn't playing because yeah and Lamar I don't know if that's an injury or is it because he, he's not happy with the contract or that he's been offered or, or how the team's been managed. And right. There's another one where it's like this this is a strange end of the season where how do you predict that a player will like just not want to play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this season also, like again, like again, like you said, you had Hawkinson, but Hawkinson was traded from Detroit. Like who would have seen that coming, right? Right. Yeah. Um who would have seen uh there was there were a bunch of other like pretty surprising trades? That Hawkinson one was really out of left field, I think. I think that was the most impactful big trade. Yeah. Could you could you click on that Tron 10 team? Looks like they've got like some or even the nice little sat team because they've got some player minutes remaining. I'm curious to see what they're doing. So they've got Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had Amari, KJ Osborne. I mean, KJ Osborne really was the kind of guy you needed to really help you <laughs> kickstart kickstart your 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 key uh, to playoffs. Yeah. yeah, huge week 15. Um. Yeah. Oh God. Every time we talk about it. Oh, Matt Ryan's another guy who lost his job, right? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they needed Lamar, yeah. The, when they needed Lamar to the role, the yeah, Josh Lamar basically started running after week four when they needed him the most. He fell back in performance. Yeah, this is true. Um, it's a real bummer. I mean, part of it also was a little bit surprising is that uh, uh at least what at least what's sad to me. Is is Mark Andrews has not looked the same since his injury, right? And that's where you get the big diversion or the big gulf between what Kelsey is at the tight end position with like everybody else now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, but I'm not here to play the chaos theory game. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting to talk about because tight end is clearly such a leverage point, especially in this contest in the FFPC. It was last year too, and I mean, are there guys that you can rely on outside of Kelsey in the elite range? I mean, he's going to be 34, uh, and he's really the only one who's been able to put up this kind of consistent numbers. What are you doing at tight end next year? Right. Who are, who are the elite tight ends next year? Yeah. Um, I think that uh, next year might be a year where we get uh, no, 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 nobody – in the second or third rounds, like I think that um, Kelsey's probably like the end of the first again, and then in in uh, tight end premium FFBC, and then probably like second round in um, in what you call it, underdog. Yeah, and an underdog, and then I I don't know like the only the only other player that I could receivably get see I could see getting pushed up. Uh, close to that would be, um, I suppose you have Mark Andrews, but I, I think that he, he he's going to be cheaper than he was this off season. Mm-hmm. And then um, Kyle Pitts, but 
people got kind of so burnt by him on the on the point scoring that yeah I don't know I think there there, there could be like if it, it could be a year of pretty big tight end uh, discounts. Do you think? Uh, I mean, the next closest guy to Kelsey in terms of scoring this year is Hawkinson, and he's almost a hundred points behind him. Uh, do you think? Um, where do where where do I where do I think he? Uh, yeah. well, I don't even know where does he go. He, he do you think he's in? Is he the number two in ADP? He might be. Eh, I mean, yeah, maybe. It's tough to say because there's like a history of him kind of not living up to right the expectations we had for him in Detroit. Shout out to shout out to Hassan here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. We, we we talked a little bit about it last week. Just like the incredible cut down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm not doing. I'm a. I'm pretty much DOA. There's this one one team had like Evans, and that was it. <laughs> Two teams of Evans. I think they're they're well clear. They put up a disgusting score. I think I, I think it's going to take a T to explode. And yeah, that was this is this is right, Josh. I, I think I think the interesting one to re, like next year. I think we've talked a little bit about this. It's like the how do I call it? Like if if you, if you think of Kelsey as like the first class tight end, then this would be like the business class of tight ends, right? Like T.J. Hawkinson, um, Kyle Pitts. So 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 Kyle Pitts, I'm interested in. But I'm also worried about his ACL recovery and like what it's like. And he could, I, mean, I hate saying it, but he could be the guy who explodes next year in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, really, any of these guys can, right? Yeah. Um, like, like even if you go looking at like DFS exposures today, or 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 just like ownership percentages, um, Slayton was fairly popular relative to Rich James or the other guy Hodgins, right? Um. um Pitts, his injury was an MCL, so an that MCL. might help him come back a little bit uh, sooner. Maybe. I, I was, I was. We, we've been talking about this for a while, but where do you think Freermuth slots in here? Yeah. Where do you guys have a Freermuth take here? I mean, depending on the results tonight, so far he'd end up tight end six uh, on the season in terms of scoring. I mean, I think he's interesting. On the he is a classic, uh, what you call it, middle round tight end in some ways. In that, like, you're just not getting wide receiver type scoring from, and it doesn't feel like you will. And um, but his usage, like in terms of his routes, his snap counts, um, and and where he's getting targeted, suggests that he has he does have the potential to get into that business class, like you said. And yeah, they just need much better. Uh, offensive production, right? They need a better quarterback. And um, yeah, I don't think they're going to give up on this guy just yet. Can you? I think it? I think they're going to keep him for one more season. It, I mean, in, in a way, it, it does make sense. They did spend a first round pick on him. Yeah, it's yeah. Take a, take a step forward next year with Frymouth coming on. You have Pickens maybe in line there, for a year two breakout. There are there paths were, to to pick. I think we, we might have seen enough. I I I'd say, I think I might have seen enough. Um, uh, to, I can't even remember what's the quarterback's name. Can he pick it? Yeah, and uh, I think I've seen enough that uh, I don't think I I have a hard time seeing him take a big step forward, especially mm-hmm. given the context of how much of a late bloomer he was in college. Like he was kind of a one year wonder, right. and then yeah, then and he does have these good receivers. 
and he they have had they have played like bad defenses, and he hasn't really performed against the bad defenses with good receivers. So that that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to draft Kenny Pickett next year. <laughs> right. But, but but this goes back to just want to push back just a little bit because this goes back to a discussion of how do we know with Daniel Jones, right? I, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I yeah. think I have like, a pretty good idea of what happened with Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I, I know. I'll average just... to below average quarterback his entire NFL career. And then they, they get in this coach that basically does a really good, good job of either hiding him or only throwing in 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 spots yeah. where he can succeed, so he's really been managed. Yeah. So he, he does look a lot better, but um, do you wonder if they uh, you 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 wonder if the Giants are happy to kind of hold that on, or will they try to roll the dice with uh, another quarterback? Good question. I think. Uh... If I had to guess, I'd say we probably see Daniel Jones starting for the Giants next year. Oh man, I think so. <laughs> like what? I guess they did make the playoffs, so the draft spots are not going to be great, right? Yeah. And then you think your best next alternative is Derek Carr, and yeah. Well, there's probably like a salary difference of what ten million a year difference between Daniel Jones <clears throat> and Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the details on that, but it's just just think- a guess. Yeah, right. You think Carr at this point is that much better than Daniel Jones? Maybe the Giants do, but probably not. Probably not. I mean, the other thing is Carr doesn't have the mobility. Daniel Jones today destroyed, and part of the reason Connor's not out here shipping it again is because Daniel Jones was greedy and took those two touchdowns. <laughs> one of the many, many reasons. I'm I just want to bring this again. back. Yeah, if you don't mind scrolling down, I mean, if you want, we could look at Phantom Draco instead of No Limitation. Um, that's we, the one we had a look at a Phantom Draco. Um, yeah, this is so, this is kind of my thought here too. And um, so, yeah, Patrick had the Mahomes Kelsey stack that uh, in this team as well. That mm-hmm. was not it. And still, I'm still tilting about Saquon Barkley where they scored three. Yeah, I'm 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 still not over it, right? Line and what three times? Yeah, and they just gave somebody else a touchdown. Uh huh. Because um, in, in, I mean, in a different world, Saquon has a three TD game, right? Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden, it's like people are out there. Like the, the narrative is different, right? Oh, this is why you spend. This is why I took Saquon sometimes in the first with a one hundred nine, or this is why he should have never been a second round pick or whatever, right? People are saying that instead, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I mean, again, this is a very results oriented game. It's not. Even in the in the moment, no one knows how to really respond, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and um, I mean, what is a, interesting? A lot of uh, a lot of not explosion performances from uh, key players. Honestly, is, is this nice little sat team? Is this a zero RB team? And Jamal Williams, Raheem Mostert, Tyler Algier. No, they've got Dalvin Cook, I believe. No, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon. Oh, oh, okay. I think I'm a different team. So it's not really a zero. It's it's a pseudo zero RB team with Leonard <laughs> Fournette. It's certainly not a robust RB team. Yeah, Tyler Beatty from Denver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn, this is like a guy who listened to Blair. <laughs> well, he was he was on Baltimore when he drafted him, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Looked a lot different then, or maybe it didn't. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah this uh, is definitely a very yeah. Uh, um, it's like a road of his 
suggested structure and uh, with some maybe players that we weren't targeting. Yeah, uh, just to, Joshua makes a good note about TEs. If the TEs be uh, Pitts and Andrews projected to target to be the, the target earners in their teams outside of Kelsey, I don't see any of the TEs showing up as a top target earner. And it's also what pushed up Kittle and Waller. They became the top target earners until a better wide receiver joined their respective teams. Yeah, this is all I, I agree with this. I mean, speaking of Waller, what are you guys doing with him next year? Like, he's showed up, like, and he's balling out. And and if we had this version of Waller, All where season. would we be? Yeah, I think um, probably close to where Kittle was going. Yeah, uh, this year. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think he gets into like the top three rounds, even in FFPC, but fourth, fifth, something like that. I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm curious on what it would take. Like Pitts probably is not going to be a first round pick again. Um, I mean, if they got a new coach, if they got a new quarterback, if they drafted they need a new coach, man. Yeah, if there was a coaching change in Atlanta, would that get you back in on Pitts, or uh, maybe you, maybe you were never out? And uh, me personally, I think uh, with a different quarterback, yeah, I'd be more interested. Um, I think that the problem was that. They saw their quarterback play as so um so power mm-hmm. that it didn't matter what the game script was. They just they just weren't going to to toss it. Just they they have very limited faith in their quarterbacks. Right. Whereas if you did have a quarterback who um uh, could push them towards maybe like maybe closer to the the kind of like run pass splits they had with uh, when Tannehill. Uh, in in Tennessee, I think that could be very interesting. For sure, but yeah. that might I I don't know if that would move the needle on ADP. Maybe, but I I don't know. Uh, yeah, be very tough. interesting. I bet it would. Like if they sign someone like Derek Carr or something, I bet picking be eighth about that. They, they they currently projected to pick eighth. Yeah, that's probably not high enough to get like Stroud or uh, the no. other guy. Uh, I know you're talking about. I can't remember his name. The the Bama guy Young as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Down. I do think this is supposed to be a pretty uh, deep ish class, and uh, so maybe just getting to five would do it. Mm. I mean, I know that there's definitely going to be teams picking early that are going to be looking out, looking to get out. Yeah, but probably a lot of teams looking to take one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh... It's too bad these teams aren't looking a lot better, but uh, it's definitely impressive to make it back to the finals two years in a row. I think, um, you know, one week, it takes a lot of luck, obviously, to get to advance at all. But, I mean, one week is almost purely luck-driven. So, I mean, it's definitely definitely takes some real skill to be able to have one team make it this far, let alone two. So, uh, yeah, I think please with that from a result set. I'm kind of like processing. Isaiah likely just scored a touchdown, I think. Where would you draft him next year? Yes, he just scored a touchdown. Um, oh, sh- uh, is he on? He's probably on, on any rosters here. Are we <laughs> no idea. Yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the, the reason I'm a little nervous is for our friend Pat Corain, mm-hmm. who is currently sweating his, his, his BBM. 
Uh, he's currently the front runner. I know Isaiah likely was one of the guys who he was trying to fade. Mm. And we were fairly confident in this not happening. So this is uh, really not a great turn of events here for him. Yeah. Uh, on on the bright side, it's only a one yard reception, but I, I don't know what he needs or what he doesn't need. So I'd, I'd um, be really surprised if uh, yeah change things because I, I there's probably not too many likely teams. No, but there was they were like right up on him. Some Isaiah likely teams were up. No, like there was one right behind him or near him. I can't remember anymore. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to. I just remember that he was one of the guys that we were, yeah, not wanting to sweat. You're trying to but play. he's he's not on this stream, so we're here. To, <laughs> we're, here we're here. We're here with Drico. Drico, I I, okay. I I did have a question for you uh, from a process perspective, and okay. from a from a tournament structure perspective as well, from a just from a uh, tournament selection perspective. Um, what what really like why do you or I guess. Why do you play more? Do you do you play most of your action on FFPC or do you like yeah, right? And what is it about this tournament that makes it better than all the other tournaments, in your opinion, like for, for, for playing? Um, I like this tournament because um, it's a medium sized tournament, mm-hmm. so the yeah the sweat the playoff sweat is much nicer than in the BBM. So week fifteen, it's two of twelve. And then week 16, it's three of 12. And then it's a final of 63 teams. Whereas I think that compares to, uh, I don't know exactly the exact uh, BBM, but I know that it's one of 10 and then one of 15 or something like that. Uh, and there's just so much to go wrong to, to, mm-hmm. to keep you out of the uh, the final. And then it's a huge final. Um, so I, I, pref- I prefer that. Because it feels like even if I uh, if I get a good team, like there's gonna be some reward to it. Whereas yeah. I know a lot of people who play the BBM, and I, this happened to me actually in the quarterfinal. I had a team score 157 points in the quarterfinal, but somebody got 180 points, and it didn't matter. Yeah. And um, whereas in in FFBC, you, you put up that type of score, you you should advance. Right. Yeah, um, I really like the tight end premium. I actually really like the tight end premium, and um, because it forces you to really deal with that position, it adds a new layer of complexity. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
I also, I, I mean, I, I think you mentioned it, but I do want to reiterate. It's nice to have for two teams to advance. Like, um, this reminds me of uh, the the closest sweat I like. The best sweat I had was in a millionaire maker for DraftKings, Justin Herbert's rookie year, and I I missed out on advancing from my pod by like less than zero point four points because Deontay Johnson couldn't catch a football. Right, like he, it was the night, like it was Monday night football where he like dropped two sitters, dropped a touchdown in the end zone. I had like 204, 205 points. The guy above me had like 205.6 or some shit. And uh, I was like tilting on Twitter along with some other people. And one of the guys was like, Yeah, I didn't make it out either. And like his, his pod total was 40 points below us. Like it was like me and this guy were in like the 200s, right. everybody else in the 160s. So it was like, if I found an an, an average pod, I would be through, right? Yeah. Uh, into into week 17. Incredible yeah. And into like week 16 or week, yeah, week 17, week 16 at the time with like a 2% owned Justin Herbert who was like going ham that season, right? Because that was the year everyone thought, thought Tyrod Taylor was, was gonna, was gonna be the guy. And, you know, there's like no forgiveness because like you're down to the randomness of the pods. The fact that FFPC has that built in, I think, is actually nice, especially especially because it smoothens out the variance a little bit, you know? Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you play uh, um, the, the BBT, uh, best ball tournament on FFPC, is, it's only a top prize of two, uh, 200,000, which is obviously very nice. But compared to the BBM, which is $2 million, um, it's $25 in the $2 million. Whereas the FFPC is one hundred twenty-five dollars at the two hundred thousand. Like, if if you're in the FFPC, one you can't drop as many teams, and it's more expensive. You can't win as much money, and so it's it is a, there is a trade-off yeah. that people have to make. Um, but I think that people uh, people think about make the decision on how they draft or where they draft, and. Um, on the front end, on, on the stuff that's most immediately noticeable, which is like the underdog user interface that you can get $5 and $25 drafts, whereas thinking a lot more about uh, what kind of sweat you want, uh, especially when you've been doing a couple of years, right. is important. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, for me, like you, you said, like thinking about the sweat you want is important. Like I've been playing cash games for a very long time. To me, it's almost like it's, it's, more force of habit at this point is just drafting cash teams just because it keeps you at least sharp and just in terms of what ADP looks like uh, and then how to think and thinking about cash teams is quite literally playing the best place type of stuff. Um, It's a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. You can draft however you want. Like I tend to draft some form of modified zero zero RB or some kind of hero RB type thing. Speaking of cash games and just checking out the underdog uh, preseason draft that we did and uh, I'm yeah, this. yeah, yeah. This is this is great. So um, we did. We had a Rotovis staff and alumni uh, best ball draft. Uh, Peter Overzet is coming in first place with two thousand two hundred thirty-two points. Um, Daily Rojo is coming in second there with two thousand one hundred sixty points. And Rico is hot in his heels with twenty-one hundred. Uh, Curtis Patrick is fourth with twenty-twenty-six. Um, this is Michael Hitchcock is in there with two thousand. I am there. With uh, 1822, um, Blair, you are in 10th place, uh, and Sean is in 11th. 
<laughs> John was in, in last place for a while there. Don't yeah, for, yeah, for a while. I was in 11th for a while. Um, former best ball writer uh, uh, John Lipinski is in there at seventh. Uh, current best ball writer Michael Dubner is in there at seventh, at eighth. Um, Travis, uh, Debbie Ryder, and college DFS writers in there at nine. Um, and Dave Cabin brings up the rear at 12. This is actually a really good team here by 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 Drico. I would like to add he has Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Desmond Ritter, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Walker, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jarek the God McKinnon. Um, Oh, we didn't even have a chance to talk about freak injuries in Depot Samuel, who you have, Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, Gabe Davis, Brandon Ayuk, Kenny Galladay, oof, the Visca Chenault and Julio Jones, David Njoku, Jonas Smith, and Donald Parham, who came through today. It's always fun drafting with other Motoviz guys, but uh, you have to you have to make a decision about whether you're going to try and stick with the zero RB, even though you're not going to get those wide receiver values or just go the other way and go all running back, which I think is what Sean did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sean went, uh, I think the first four or five rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Let me check here. Yeah. Sean. Uh, oh, Sean was the one Oh two. And he, he, uh, first five rounds, his first, uh, wide receiver is pick 71. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Uh, speaking of underdog, you guys want to do a, Play yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's. This is gonna be my first one of the off the season, so let's get it going. All right, uh, Connor, are you in any of these? Um, I did this week, and uh, for the first time with uh, Sam, but okay. I, I feel pretty up to speed on the strategy. All right. Um, the the general idea is that you want to draft a team where you can have five players in week one, and then you must be able to field a five-player team minimum in the Super Bowl week. And the way you do that is obviously the, the idea is you need to stack one team in the AFC and one team in the NFC. Um, but you want to be mindful about um, the uh, the team with the first round by. Ah, I see. Right. We're in the... We're the 104. Four. Um, and then the other thing that I think should, is uh, important is you also want to look up who are the potential matchups in uh, the wildcard round. For example, uh, Dallas are pretty much shoehorned into the fifth seed, or the uh, yeah the fifth seed, and yeah. Tampa Bay are pretty much guaranteed for the fourth seed, and so they will play each other more like ninety percent. They're going to play each other in uh, the, the the wild card. So you don't want to 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 stack those two teams on, on in, in the same draft. Mm, that makes sense. But what if that's the team you need? I'm just kidding. I can't <laughs> even bring myself to do the bit. Uh, well, who are we looking at here? I mean, are there teams that you definitely want to target? Are there uh, players you want to avoid? So I've, I have pulled up the, the, um, the 538 just – Playoff chance projecting projections. They've got Chiefs as a twenty percent chance to make the uh, to make the Super Bowl. Bills twenty percent chance to make the Super Bowl. So we're on the oh, top. Shit. My yeah, uh, my preference would be Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but, yeah, Jer- Jalen Hurts. I like that pick. Um, I, like I that mean, pick. guaranteed pretty much to have a week one buy. So we do want to be. He's not guaranteed yet. Not guaranteed, but he's probably gonna play next week. Nine ninety two percent chance that they get a first round buy. Yeah. 
Now, at this point, are you looking to stack Philadelphia? Are you looking to um, to diversify off of this team that's probably not going to play in week one? We're on the clock. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want that. We do want to stack up the Eagles now. All right. Because now we're playing for uh, that the, the Eagles win the Super Bowl, basically. Right. That's what this team All right. Is. We're going to grab A.J. Brown here, and then we'll, hopefully we'll get a little more time to talk about it. I don't want to go on auto. All right. Um, no interest in... Um, so I don't think that we want Minnesota necessarily. Yeah. Um, because they're, they could be a two seed. Right. And the two seed, uh, if they win their, their matchup against the, in, in the, the wild card, they play the one seed. Oh, yeah. Really? So something to, to look out for. That's kind of weird. It is strange. But that's uh, that's what the graphic says. <laughs> he is right. I'm sharing it right now. In the event that you miss out on Devonta Smith, do you want Miles Sanders or no? I have no interest in saying. Well, you know, we're not going to miss him. So. Yeah. Um, God, man. Miles my, my Sanders slap he's had. Really interesting, too, I think. What's Sorry? That? T. Higgins would be really interesting. T. Higgins, T. Higgins would be interesting. I agree. Low T. I think I, I, I think I prefer low T to Miles, man. Yeah. Um. Well, let's, wow. we should take Devontae, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure none of these guys are stream sniping. So, so I, I think, I think we should like prioritize Hawkinson down the stretch. I mean, not Hawkinson. Well, what am I saying? Oh, I, oh, I didn't notice that it was like a wide receiver or tight end flex. So yeah, I don't. We don't want any Minnesota players. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I meant Goddard, but. Um. Yeah. I don't know how much. Maybe not necessary, that. but um, I think uh, Austin Eckler is interesting. Right, very yeah. interesting. definitely going to play um, week one. Yeah, I, I think he's the pick here. All right, I'm Eckler. Good yeah. Um. So this is th- this is where this is where like my Ooh. lack of knowledge in divisions is going to show up <laughs> pretty big. Now, yeah. Does it make sense to stack Chargers after this? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh God. Um, let's just hope the Chargers are not going to charge their way through this. And then um, happy with a team that had only like only exposure to two teams. Yeah, like, yeah, that that would honestly be great. That'd be ideal. Oh, okay, and he can push it to three teams as well. But you want to concentrate or correlate matchups with your potential Super Bowls, right? Yeah, that, that that's what we're trying to do. Like the Chargers, that right. you like what you want is a Chargers Eagles Super Bowl. But you right. definitely are getting week one, some games in week one from the Chargers. And if they are terrible, then you lose anyway. So, got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm actually in full FFPC playoff mode. I've been, I've been mentally getting myself ready for the Boomer Opto um, <laughs> show. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna reach us, reach back out for the Pentagon right again. I, I haven't heard, but I've, I'm hoping to get access to the spreadsheet, get my projections in. I've got my own thoughts, obviously. Um, and I wanted to get your take, Connor. Like, do you think we're Baltimore, we're on the clock? Yeah, um, would you prioritize Herbert over the wide receivers here, or would you prefer Keenan Allen? Uh, yeah, I think I think I would do uh, Herbert over the wide receiver. Because then they'll block everybody else out? Uh, not, not no more because uh, I I think we've got two chances at uh, the yeah right. Oh, we can stack yeah. him with like uh, we've got three chances actually. 
and yeah. if we wanted to drop that Josh Palmer late. Oh yeah, him any or DeAndre in, Carter or any of those guys. Yeah, just in the tight ends here, like Gerald. That's, no, no, this isn't a, no. This isn't a tight end premium league, dude. And we and we get to play either the wide receivers or the tight ends. We yeah. we just we just talking about how dire <laughs> tight end is. I think I think I'd prefer Mike Williams to Keenan, don't you think? Uh, Doesn't me. I can yeah, go either way. If you want uh, Williams, I'm good. No, no, no. Let's let's go Keenan. Let's go Keenan first, and like no yeah, one make up. Williams is more likely to get back, but yeah. Um, I think after today's <laughs> loss. So, my only uh, my only thought at this stage mm. is that um, the, the the this is a pretty gettable um, mixture. Yeah. So. And we should be thinking about players at the end that won't yeah. be on this sort of team. Got and it. would you want – are you thinking players like Palmer or players like Gainwell? Gainwell, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Whoops. Carter. Yeah. Not Mitchell. I got you. Why I see what you mean. Brett Watkins. <laughs> I'm going to put Mitchell in just for, just for good measure. This is a pretty clean team. What about uh, – Quez, yeah, Quez. You, you got him there. Because I think the the Packers are going to the playoffs, right? The, so the Packers, I got the Packers at, at the Packers, our yeah, have them at a sixty-two percent. Sixty-two percent, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's right. pretty good. If they if they beat Detroit, they're in. If they lose, they're out. So we do like Mike Williams here, right? Yeah, I think so. Right? I mean, we were ready to take him last round. Yeah, so. and so. Oh, thanks, Josh. I didn't know that. I did not know that they had to still win. Good odds. They have to win, right? Yeah. If they yeah. if they lose or tie, they're out. All those, all those, my all those, whoever drafted like Miami teams earlier, been deep. Okay, so we have uh, a quarterback, a running back, and two wide receivers now in uh, um, in the, the week one. So we just yeah. need one more. Need well. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense here to get another running back who. Could be in the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Hopefully, catching passes from Hertz that happens, right? Yeah. He almost he, he scored a touchdown today, but it was called back. Yeah. Called back. That was no. brutal. Right. Um. So yeah, now we need. Uh, oh, you have a bad injury right now in the in the Steelers Ravens game. Why? If would you mind scrolling up for a second? Um, look like uh, look like look like Mika might have Micah might have tore his ACL. Oh. That is not fun. Man, seeing Tyreek Hill and Waddle there. I mean, I know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have, I'm not, I'm I'm a little wishy washy on this stuff. We can also look at one offs. Right. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to think of like who makes a good one off at this team. So I don't think anybody there. Scroll down. So Christian Kirk maybe. Uh, no interest in Kadarius Tony or Kirk. someone who might be playing in the Super Bowl. Um. Giants. Oh, no. He's not on the Giants anymore. Right. Oh, Hardman is interesting, right? Hardman missed today. I mean, the, the, the only reason I met... Yeah, Kadarius Tony. Well, he, he, he might not miss out on uh, week one. Oh, uh, yeah. They might get a buy anyway. I know. I'm, I'm trying to lean more into the idea. Yeah. I'm trying to lean more into the idea of, like, drafting players who you hate. Mm-hmm. Just right. because life is pain. <laughs> these, these best yeah. ball playoffs are disastrous. Player you hate. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to be on the clock next. So, what? What do you guys? Where are you leaning? I think. Uh, I think we take. Um, 
Quez, and then who's ever left up there? Quez. I'm good with Quez. He's going to be. He's going to not be on a lot of teams, right? I don't think so. He wasn't on. He wasn't. I mean, he would. His advance rate was also terrible. I wonder. I want to know what his win rate would be because he was on quite a few uh, of my rosters that have been winning, or made it to the like they made it to the uh, week fifteen um, before getting dumpstered uh, by KJ Osborne. I would also go Everett over uh, Palmer just because yeah. I think yeah that's more. Uh... We're on the clock. You want to do Everett here, or what? Of these one-offs seem more interesting. No, uh, Kadarius Tony's gone, gone. So. So unless we want Hardman, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think Everett is the. I think Everett's a play. All right, Everett, it is. There we go. You can kind of see. Well, not everything, but no, but uh, but to recap for audio listeners, yeah, we we were in Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, Quez Watkins, and Gerald Everett. All right, it's all Eagles and Chargers. This is uh that's pretty clean. I do like this kind of construction where you're kind of going all in on all in, yeah. your scenario. It uh, is I definitely think that's the way to play it. It is different to the FFPC playoffs. Um, uh, Rico, are you going to be playing that this year? Or? The um, the playoffs. I might I might do one team. I didn't do anything last year, and um, just because I, I I had a lot of burnout at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I guess they don't open those up until we know the playoffs, so we can't force you to draft one right now. Uh, I uh, yeah, I got to work on that, man. So. I'm telling you guys, I've, I've got, I think this year the Bumo Opto is going to go 100%. I have a, I have a good feeling because we've been, we've been very close to one to one from the Boomer Opto, essentially using it as a proxy for most the highest ownership, and we were very close last year. Yeah, that was fun. I remember watching that stream. That uh, that was fun. I think I I, I think I commented on uh, hey, I think Debo should be pretty high here on uh, on the Boomer Opto, and uh, you pushed it, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, you know what? That's right. And he did end up being really high. On, on, he was pretty. He was pretty highly owned. I'm. I'm. A, I, I. I love the. I. I love that tournament, man. I don't. We don't. We don't do as well as we should, but it's so top heavy yeah we did um last year we won our main event entry we won the main we won a main event entry and then you know, we were we but we know. went into the super bowl yeah. as the fifth at the fifth as the number five five team oh that's right yeah yeah we've had some moderate success in that contest it's, it's always fun it's a really fun game theory kind of contest so yeah i i have i have i'm I'm waiting for the full field to be set before we can go to the boomer opto and do some pivots because there's some nice. really fun ones yeah. there's some really fun teams that are live um but i think i think that we're gonna see a lot of from a from a uh, if you had to guess right now who would you say is gonna be the highest owned player in that contest um give me one sec let me just pull this up Eckler. yeah 100 percent i think that's Probably right. That's probably right. Or CMC. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think those. I think that's the two. That's the most common the only um, running back pairing for sure. See, you, yeah. I mean, Kittle. I think has, exactly. Kittle hasn't probably been good enough to make a lot of people choose him over Kelsey. Not over. Not over. Trying to, try to get like Mahomes, Kittle, Eckler, or something like that. Yeah. Justin um, Jefferson will be high as well. I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Who? Justin yeah. Jefferson. 
Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Jefferson's going to be like one hundred percent, like the most, the highest one wide receiver. Well, I think Hawkinson will get some ownership. I, I think. Yeah, but I think it'd be Dalvin like, Cook always does with the boomers. But, uh, Dalvin Cook is like <laughs> someone explain to me why he's so bad this season. He just he's an older running back. So 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 full disclosure, like uh, over at betthaprop.com, If any of you guys are into sports sports betting or prop betting. Um, we rarely play overs. Very rarely do we play overs. And this week we played one over, and it was Dalvin Cook over 71 and a half rushing yards. I think the first over we've officially played in like two months as a <laughs> as, as a betting group. Mm. And disastrous. It's just like a disastrous out. Awful. Um, I don't normally um, bet, but uh, they did just legalize sports gambling in Ohio. In Ohio, yeah, baby. Um, you 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 had a good one today too, didn't you? Yeah, I uh, so uh, Jarek McKinnon was really high on in the final, and obviously negative leverage with uh, Kelsey. So I bet him anytime touchdown score at uh, plus one seventy five, and okay. I used my full uh, FanDuel uh, free free two hundred dollar bet with it. So uh, <laughs> easy uh, money, baby. Well, just there a little bit. It's not two hundred k, but no. Uh, but you, it just it just underscores how how hot you have to run, um, and 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 I've seen people complaining about making it to the finals and been cashing, and it's just like you knew the bargain going in, like like you know you just you you can't control everything out of your hands, like 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 like, right. like this week like this week set up as one of those god awful weeks, and it ran out that way like like there were a lot of low scoring games or the all the wrong players are catching the touchdowns yeah for I me mean, it did anyway i mean i mean the justin jefferson highly owned high advance rate jock completely flopped yeah in the process it wiped out like two or three of my final teams that were either playing for third place or first place so yeah, I, I think I, 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 I mean, personally, I had a really bad run out in season longs and and dynasty this week. Yeah, I, uh, I did win my home league though, or I, I'll, I'll oh. win my home league. There you go. Damn. So, I was, I was winning this highly competitive work league that I'm in until Austin Eckler dumpstered me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't really care about that because like Pat's got a legit spread on. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else we need to talk about? Week 17. Connor, where can the people catch you on Stat Chasing Egg? Are you guys going to be doing it? Um, we'll probably do uh, one more uh, this week. Uh, and then I don't we might we might do some through the playoffs. I, I think we'll we'll be doing we'll be doing them as long as there's a playoff tournament uh, uh, contest. But <laughs> this week I haven't talked to Sam about it yet. This week might be the the last one and that's fair if not next week will be the last one but yeah definitely a lot of fun to do and uh, really enjoyed doing it this year and uh, yeah my, my, uh, i'm not I'm, i might be quiet again until uh probably february or march and then see if i can pick the uh the best ball content back up again oh yeah yeah we're hoping to probably get into some uh drafts early in the off season and live stream some of them and i'm sure we'll want to have you back on to do some of those so that'll be oh yeah that sounds fun fun. i completely forgot um you and i co-own a dynasty team 
Oh um, yeah, we do. I think Josh is in the league as well. Uh, you guys are doing pretty well there. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we like about to win the the championship in that one? Are we? No, I don't. I don't think you're anywhere close there. Um, you team. made you. you I made think it to the dance. Better down there. It's a Derrick Henry team, if you can uh, believe that, and also that probably gives you an indication of how things are going. Yeah. <laughs> so we're Team HBA, and we got fucking walloped <laughs> the last week. Do I think is this a Justin Fields team though? Um, so 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 the best thing about Sleeper is how you can't look at their best ball stuff on your on your on your on your browser. Six. Oh, Josh just told us you're in sixth. There we go. That's pretty exciting. Aha. Uh-huh. Take Josh that. is in tenth. That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, he's got a better draft pick than us, I guess. We'll have to we'll have to trade. Oh, maybe we already have his draft. You right. You might have a bunch of picks. Yeah. Like like you guys and Ben. Like Ben also like has this like roster that shouldn't be competitive yet is also my god man how bad is Kenny Pickett five for eleven for forty two yards yikes oh and I just lost my Najee Harris under rush yards on that ah. folks yeah yeah I, I I'm with you Josh Deeper <laughs> forces you to use the app I hate it I do too I got a lot of I got a lot of blowback about about not liking sleeper but it's just it's just so brutally, I don't know, man. It's it's like, um, I feel like I'm playing Fortnite when I open the app. Like, my eyes just don't know where to focus. Leans a lot. Maybe I'm just old. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Get me back in the good old My Fantasy League. That I can handle. I I've been using that for a few. I still don't understand how to use that. My yeah. It makes no sense. But I don't know. Nothing makes sense at this point. Yeah, we need a we need a new new dynasty app. I actually like I actually like my fantasy league. I I I think I think yeah. Yeah, you have an FF app. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. Um, all these newfangled apps. All these newfangled apps. Back in my day, we used the newspaper. <laughs> um, we yeah, Kenny Pickett. And we pencil it out. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's having an all-time awful game here. Uh, getting really bailed out by by Pickens, um, and not even a lot of Deontay either, which is just cre- crazy. Something we ask everyone who's been on the show pretty much is where are you drafting Pickens, next Deontay, especially Deontay last year compared next to year. Deontay, and we already talked about Fryermuth, but yeah. the Steelers receivers are are ones we like to debate. I mean, and I mean, target right. What's that? Pickens, he's he's probably going to be a target given that. Yeah. Some oh, yeah I think Second so. year player. And where will he go? I don't know. Would you take him in the fifth round? No. Mm. So, well, so this is going to go your team. I think I think I think they're going to be in the sixth, man. Like I think I think they're all going to go next to each other in the sixth. Like I think it's going to be like Pickens and then it's going to be bam bam. I think it's going to be like it's, you, it's so weird. Earlier than um, Devonta Smith was uh, last year. Ooh, yeah, that's actually then maybe maybe I'm too aggressive on them, and maybe it's probably more like they're all in the seventh. I mean, I I, I genuinely believe they're was, all going to go in the same round. You you could see Devonte sometimes this offseason going like late fourth. Yeah, but not yeah. not uh, not very often. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobra Kai is back. Makes a good point. Why am I drafting any Steelers wide receiver next year? Why own any of them? <laughs> I do not see them ever being the wide receiver you need in week 17. Yeah, no, I agree. This is also a valid point. This is a very valid point. <laughs> um, I think this is like, especially as you watch this game, and I think Deontay Johnson is down and he's clutching his knees. So this is looking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay or Drake London? That's a, I think Drake London for me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like late, maybe late sixth, sixth, seventh turn probably makes sense. Yeah, I I mean, that's the thing is that we know in a vacuum these guys are very talented, but like the quarterback is the quarterback play is poor. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I agree with this. I didn't take the Bickens because in the 17th round, I'm taking super cheap. Yeah, that that's discounts well gone now. Um, although, although this looks to be a pretty, a pretty bad injury here for Deontay. Drake London, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm definitely on the team of Drake London ahead of Deontay here. Drake London or Pickens? Drake yeah. London. Yeah. Drake London. So you have Deontay ahead of Pickens? No, I have Pickens ahead of Deontay. Okay. Where where do you have uh, the where do you think Deontay should go? The ninth. <laughs> Deontay has not been good this year, or really any of the last few years, if we're being honest. Um He's been Jarvis Landry light. He does get a lot of targets. Yeah, except not even as efficient as Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and doesn't have he does any get a lot of targets, and probably that keeps him having some value, but um I mean, I think he'll probably end up in like the sixth, and I'll probably have very little. Wait, yeah, this I mean, is... that's fair. Wait, I might try some Calvin Austin in the seventeenth round. Who is Calvin Austin? <laughs> is he? Uh, is he's he a rookie this year. A late round, yeah, late round Pittsburgh rookie. I think he's on IR though. Uh... Yeah, why not? Probably won't even be in the seventeenth round. He'll be free. He's yeah, a it's... he's a speedster, as I recall. Yeah, he's the other Steelers rookie wide receiver. Yeah, I, I don't know how much we're gonna see, man, because this is such a poor passing attack. Like, like how? Like again, Drico said it earlier, but it's just so weird seeing Pickett not really improve much. Somehow regress. Yeah, yeah, no question. He hasn't looked good. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know, and you never want to bet on even good receivers playing with bad quarterbacks, kind of as we saw with. Drake London, and we see it every year with a lot of guys. I mean, this is this has been his most pitiful game yet, right? Like his best game, surprisingly, came against the Buffalo Bills, where he had 327 yards, but no, but no touchdowns. It's been a, it's been a weird year for Steelers receiving touchdowns. Yeah, this is yeah, but I wonder if that's really really Galbraith in the 20th, because there's still some guys you could. I mean, this year Jerry McKinnon was in the 20th, and he wasn't even like a Galbraith play. Probably makes sense to get some exposure to. Uh, yeah, where does Gabe Davis rookie? This is a good question, Rico. Yeah, that's a good one. If he keeps the wide receiver two job, and probably still like the sixth or seventh, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I because you can see the path to to making excuses for him, right? He got tweaked his ankle. He got well, hurt. all the arguments for like the the ultimate upside that he had are like not as strong anymore right yeah they were they weren't strong to begin with anyway uh, well they're not as easy to, to envision yeah. for like somebody right. to like picture that because like people were like talking about it and they were like oh well 
what if Gabe Davis overtakes Stefan Diggs this year? <laughs> that's in, that's in that's a five percentile or one percentile outcome, but it's possible. Um, yeah. But, but it's, now, it's, now it's, it's impossible. It's clearly it, it was clearly a bad sort of like speculation. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I I big big ADP suckered me into Allen Robinson, brother, and I'm never going back. Big ADP. I am never going back. Who he, is 2023's Allen Robinson? Uh, that's it. That's a, the, that's who's going to be the the target vacuum, or where where is there going to be a vacuum, of, uh, an absence of targets or whatever that somebody steps into? That's a that's a difficult, especially given like given a whoa, this is a hot take. I would admit I thought Gabe Davis would outdo T Higgins. That's a that's a that's a spicy take. Uh, I will mm. say that I like the enthusiasm for Jamar Chase there. Um, I, I I don't know if I ever could have seen that. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. This is a good one, actually. This is a, that's actually a pretty good answer. Oof, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty close. That's a pretty true. Um, yeah, does it have to be someone who changes teams? Probably not. You just have to kind of be a guy who's getting drafted early and not volume. No, I know Allen Robinson. Somebody on a team where a big time wide receiver leaves. Yeah, because like it's not going to be Alan Lazard, right? No. Because like we we've seen when Alan Lazard is the Y or one, so people can't imagine that. It needs to be a situation where something's changed, and now people can believe that. Oh, hey, this mediocre NFL wide receiver is going to be great now because his great teammate, or he's not playing with a great teammate. Amari Cooper, maybe. The yeah, issue with Alan Robinson is actually like that. Yeah. Um, the, the issue that I have with Allen Robinson is he always came built in with his cheerleaders, right? And and his cheerleaders for a very long time kept that ADP so high and aggressive. And then mm-hmm. he, everyone was like, oh, he's stepping into the Robert Woods role, right? Which yeah. is valuable. Like, I don't know how we're going to see that kind of narrative play itself out. That said, there is a target vacuum, I guess, hypothetically a target vacuum in, in LA. I don't know if they can even afford to sign anyone. DJ train next year? Yeah. Say that again. I'll, I'll Are you back on the DJ Murray to train next year? Oh, probably a little bit. Like this oh. is a, a great end of the year. Yeah, I think. I mean, you would expect him to be cheaper next year than he was this year. Like he's not going to be in the third round this year. You think? Right. So in that case, I'll be back in. <laughs> or not? Fourth round. I was never out. <laughs> yeah, I would. I will very gladly take Michael Pittman in the fifth. Um. I am never paying third round Michael. I wasn't paying third round Michael Pittman much anyway, but no chance in hell am I chasing third. I I will very gladly take fifth round Michael Pittman with Derek Carr under center. See, I think Pittman has a good chance to be Allen Robinson. You think so? But he's a wide in receiver a one like that. Yeah, well, I think I think Rob- fifth round is fair. But like Allen Robinson wound up. On a hypothetically high-powered offense in a in a target vacuum where people were projecting him for ninety targets, yeah, like you like you had like people who were like, oh, I plugged I plugged Allen Robinson's projection in my spreadsheet. You won't believe where he came out. Wide receiver <laughs> eight. It's like, all right. Um, cool. What about uh, Keenan Allen this this year? Like, oh no, yeah, it, he'll be like, in the fifth or sixth, right? How is Pittman? Yeah, how is Pittman? The next Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah. Pittman's another guy who 
I'm going to say something that's probably wrong. So don't, don't double check me, but <laughs> Pippen's another guy who uh, I think has not necessarily lived up to his opportunity in a lot of seasons. Um, he's younger than Robinson was coming into this year. So there is a lot of, there's some mitigating circumstances there, yeah. but um, I think know, he's got a little bit more upside. Generally not a Pittman believer. And I uh, think, I think it comes down to how you see Allen Robinson, right? Yeah. I think, I think, I think fifth, too, I really do think that Pittman has lived up to his, do you think Pittman lived up to his ADP this year? No, not at all. But I do think that you knew some of that, like when this was there, given the quarterback situation, I think fifth round Pittman's a little bit more palatable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Colts really dumpstered everybody badly this year, right? JT at the one on one, Pittman in the third. Shit, even Alec Pierce late, like didn't do as much as you thought he would. Paris Gamble didn't do much. Here's the um, here's the Pittman is um, uh, Alan Robinson argument. Uh, so one of the things about Alan Robinson was that he was getting all these targets, but he didn't turn them into a hot. His yards per reception and yards per target were always really low, and um, they were well below of what like you consider like an alpha receiver. So last year, which was like kind of like Michael Pittman's big year, he had 12 and a half yards per reception and 8.3 yards per target. Um, and it, it was obviously lower this year. Um, and, and that is, those are very similar numbers to, out to like peak Allen Robinson of like, it, yeah, he's, he's getting all these targets, but he's not doing very much with them on a per target basis. So I don't, I don't think you'll, get a situation where Pittman is just going to age out like Robinson did, mm-hmm. but he is somebody where people, they project these targets onto him and say, oh, well, like, if he just does X, Y, Z efficiency, like baseline efficiency, then it's, it's great, but he's not the type of player where you, you, you're just always going to get bad efficiency from him. And so I, price has to be cheap to win. I have one. I have one, even though I'm a fan. Calvin Ridley could be next year's Allen Robinson. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, this, I think I think, more upside for Calvin Ridley. But... I think so. I think there's a little bit more upside for Calvin Ridley. But we haven't seen him in two years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then... the last time he played, he was, like, really efficient. So there's some some hope. But obviously coming back after two years off is not easy for anyone. So it wouldn't... And he's and he's going to be joining a team that's, uh, that's hyped with a good... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like as as just as a as an overdrafted player, where he might be going, because um, yeah. he could he be one of those guys. Because you could see people taking, extrapolating. Jags' offense is going to be good. Etn goes at the first at the one-two turn. Um, yeah, man. Just well, welcome to the yeah. <laughs> Etn's going to go at the one-two turn, and then where does that leave Kirk, Zay, Evan Ingram? And then Calvin Ridley. I expect Calvin Ridley to honestly be um, in the sixth, seventh round as we start. And then I can expect like all the the hype machine just gets going. He's in the fifth because I think people want wanted. Yeah, I, man. Yeah, the, Calvin Ridley is closer to, to to being out of the league than he is like He's being a spring chicken. Twenty eight. Right. Yeah. Just like definitely in that range where receivers start getting older. And, yeah, and he hasn't played for two years. 
he just yeah. turned 28 right like his birthday was in december or something yeah and you know and frightening amount about the biography of these players <laughs> but you're right yeah he, december 20th so just turned uh i looked this up not that long ago but i couldn't remember the year he was born i remembered the month but <laughs> yeah it's <clears throat> He was also a polarizing prospect. Yeah, I think I think I, I want to fade him as well. I just it just depends on his cost. And it de- like Jags players are gonna be very expensive next season. And so I think I think we just need to be mentally very prepared for the clown car that's about to be the like the Jags uh, hype machine. Cause everyone's gonna be getting in on it. I, I don't like I only see it being like a line goes up situation with with, with the Jags. Uh, skill players next year. Yeah, agree. Um, it's such a it's such a perfect storm next year because like the defense is kind of bad. Lawrence has shown that they're able to play from behind um, and score a shit ton of points. So we just need to be like like this becomes a situation of. Uh, I'll tell you what I need uh, to to drop the shit out of Wilson and Moore. I need yeah, to man. tell me. That fucking Zach Wilson is never yeah. going to start another football game. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's it. Whatever it doesn't round matter if it's Garoppolo, yeah. or Mike White, or Joe Flacco, anyone. Right. Derek Carr it could be yeah. anybody. They're just so good. They're just really talented football players to where I don't think I need to worry too much about the signal called under center. As long yeah. as it's not Zach it does Wilson. seem to make a difference, though. Yeah, because Zach Wilson is like not even he's not even CFL or XFL or AAF or whatever level bad. Do you think they might try and draft a quarterback this year? Yeah. No. Oh, the no. Jets? Yeah. Jets, yeah. I guess it depends on what the draft slot is. I don't know if they're gonna trade up. Well, yeah. I mean if they want an early guy, they'd have to, but I don't know I don't know enough about this this year's quarterback class to know whether there are guys worth drafting and like, you know, pick 20 or pick 15 or something. Ooh. So they're just going to go from Zach Wilson's Wilson to Zach Wilson 2.0. <laughs> and a lot that, of the... I think they'll a lot of the, be ready to uh, to move on. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's really, right. what's really crazy... Mm-hmm. And bench Wilson yeah. this year. How, yeah. how is it that like, like a 40-year-old Joe Flacco and then a bunch of like has-been quarterbacks show up or never were quarterbacks all ball out with his offense, and Zach Wilson can't get it done. It's such Zach an indictment, Wilson's man. It's not an NFL right level quarterback. Seems. Uh, I mean, I mean you know he, do you think that he he will get a job but as like a backup? Probably. I mean, isn't Josh Rosen still Probably. kicking around the league somewhere? These, yeah. these, there's some of these first rounders that just kick around the the. Yeah. Right. right. Well, that would be a very sad end to this man's career. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, so 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 with Wilson and Moore is I'm definitely taking them at ADP. Um, ADP, I'm assuming I'm assuming for Wilson might be in the sixth round, Moore might be in the ninth or tenth. Um, oh man, I think he could be in like the third. You think Wilson could be that high? Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna need we're gonna need Ben and Sean and Colin to like keep it down, man, because they're the ones who are gonna like destroy that ADP. <laughs> so you but, think Wilson will be in the third round? I, think, I mean, think he's going to go in the fifth or sixth, but I think he could get there. Yeah, I think he might be. Yeah, just because he did, he he has been so good. He has, he has been yeah. really good, really good with not good quarterbacks. Um, yeah, 
And you're talking about, are you baking in a scenario where they get someone like their car or they drop the quarterback? This is like, I'm trying to benchmark it to uh, yeah, Elijah Moore. He went in the fifth, right? <coughs> go into the season expecting like Mike White is going to be the starting quarterback. You still got to take him in the fifth round easy. Put a pretty good premium on Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if if you gave if you gave people like the stamp of like no Zach Wilson for seventeen games, every, <laughs> everyone would climb in, man. A guy who's been as good as Wilson has, yeah, yeah. Essentially, like, like essentially, like in the, in the, the I remember the early part, like the narrative on him switched so like took a while to switch, but it was, oh, why isn't Elijah Moore run? And got like, well, who's some guy? And then like, he just kept doing it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And again, today he only had uh, 18 yards, but still got those 11 targets. So, yeah, I mean that is just ridiculous. You even I still are not happy with this performance? If you can, I mean, if you're a big enough Gary Wilson fan, you can make anything sound good. I mean, today, today, what Tyler Conklin went off, right? And again, like we were talking about this, and you know, any given Sunday, yada yada. But like, it could have been a guy, big Gary Wilson game, yeah. Again. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I just saw another name I'm interested in talking about. Where would you take Brees Hall next year? I think he could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no he, he that was an ACL tear, right? Yeah, ACL, MCL, LCL, I think it was a. That was a lot of tears. that situation. Second and round. When did he tear it? Week six. Week five. Week seven. Week seven. When did he get the surgery? So he had surgery in November, and so that'll be two months plus what? Into the second. So it'll be 11 months. Uh, he had it in November. Um, so 11 months after surgery is uh, is when the season will start. Ooh, and this is a hot take, I think. Maybe not. Robinson yeah. Acres over Breeze in 2023. No, that's not a, that's not a hot take. You don't think that's hot? No, I think I, it's I, I, think, I think I think Acres over Brees. I think Acres is a lot, but I think Dobbins over Brees sounds reasonable given the uh, the knee yeah. injury surgery. Right. Good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I still like Brees. I'm still eager to take him. Almost no matter where where his ADP is, but I'm probably too uh, too optimistic about his recovery. Well, I just said uh, I. Maybe I'm I'm just a little burnt by uh, um what was it J.K. Dobbins his yeah. his slow recovery yeah Williams and yeah I, I, it, and it does depend on how um, how bad the tear is like maybe maybe that that's something where we all kind of like categorize ACL tears very similar whereas someone's like oh well Godwin he had an an easier repair. Whereas J.K. Right. Dobbins, he had the bad repair. Yeah. Can you get that information? How, like, is that available? Because we didn't know that until, what was it, like a month before the season started? And J.K. Dobbins just, like, laid it out. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. So I guess if Paul's chair was as bad as Hassan says, then maybe this is a longer recovery. Yeah, DeMarta Smith's definitely in the third next year. No, no, no free square like that with the Eagles receivers next year. <laughs> Do you have a preference between? Uh, I mean, you still probably take an AJ Brown over Devontae Smith, but yeah, 
AJ is probably a first rounder though. Suppose, right. Suppose turns. AJ Brown is like back half of the first. Then then does Devontae in the third become the more attractive way to play that offense? I think I think I really want to I'd really want exposure to Goddard next year. Maybe. Um, the Broncos hire Lions offensive. Where do you trust Sutton and Judy, or is Rush just human garbage? <laughs> um, I'm still interested. We've, we talked about this uh, a, a few pods ago, but I still am interested in Judy next year. Um, I think I think as much as the market were they overcorrected on them this year, they might undercorrect on them next year. So you might wind up with a bunch of like a couple of values. So is E zero RB dead? My Jefferson, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill team got smoked by an Eckler and Saquon team. No, zero RB is not not dead. We just ran bad. Um, Saquon uh, Saquon scored seven points today. Yeah, so you really got smoked That's by an Eckler squad. Zero RB team was. <laughs> yeah, um, Jefferson was a really bad beat uh, with zero. AJ Brown had like twenty points. Tyreek Hill not that great thanks to friggin' Skyler Skyler Thompson or whatever his name is. Um, uh, yeah, random variance for the week. I mean, look like. Like you, like some of the top scores in the week include Jamal Williams and Raheem Mostert. I have Mostert on my bench. I couldn't even start him ahead of Devin Singletary, and I should have. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. I mean, we know that the guy who won a million in Best Ball Mania regular season had a zero RB team. RB Connor, team. I know you like to draft zero RB. You've got two teams in the final this year. Were those zero RB teams? No, both. Well, that's close. Something like it. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, I've got like a few like, like. Yeah, on the other hand, I've got a few like reasonably robust, like well not robust, but like hero RB teams with Dalvin Cook, he didn't do anything, or Iron Rod like Iron Jones, he didn't do as much. Um and then there's those slappies with Derek Henry who couldn't even start him. So just uh just one of those just it's one of those random weeks where like the guys like stud players who would smash spots either sat or were not required. There you go. I mean, look at this. Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, this was a Saquon team. Yeah. Still. Uh, modified zero RB. So like Saquon, Dalvin Cook. But I, I think this this the where they get the score from matters too. Like obviously uh, Swift is the second rounder. Jarek McKinnon came from nowhere. Yeah. Um. This like, is a. It it just like it. It's very hard to be that deterministic on that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like oh, I I had these three great receivers. They didn't score that well this week. Um, so it can't work. And uh, obviously, uh, Eckler he had the great performance, and uh, so so that means that he does matter this week, and he did. He scored a lot more points than the most of the early wide receivers. But there was many weeks this year where the top wide receivers. Do you remember the first couple of weeks of the season where the the, uh, the top wide receivers just smoked the early running backs? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people, everyone was crying about it. Well, even Eckler was like not doing as well. He was just like his glorified yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where people were crying about it. Yeah, it wasn't we talking about you know halfway through the season. We're talking about oh, we're not going to be able to even draft zero RB next year because all the all the wide receivers, like the first round, is going to be all wide receivers or something. Right. Yeah. It, um. You had. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't until both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams went out 
did Eckler start getting a massive jump in progress share? Um, this is a good question by Cobra Kai, which is which round do you take TE2 next year and who is TE2? For me, it's still Mark Andrews. Um, I'm under the assumption that Lamar's coming back, but I'm open to hearing something else. No, I think that's right. And I think like um, FFPC, if he's in, if he drops to the third round, I think he probably is pretty a pretty easy pick there for me anyway. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. And Woof. for sure. And Tiny and Premium could see him still hanging around the uh, in some drops at late second. Yeah. A very maybe. clear target in the third. Yeah. Maybe even this. You, you know, well, after this season, he probably doesn't, he's probably not a first rounder again. He was kind no. of, but no. um, you can see him like by the end of the offseason being a, being a early second round pick, I think. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna have if Lamar comes back. Decision, though. You know, if Lamar is still a, a Raven next year, and uh, we get uh, some good news on that, and I think we we are talking about tight end premium. Yeah, yeah we are talking about tight end premium. So, I think, I think the cheapest way. Then, do you guys think Dallas Goddard will be cheaper? Yeah. So then, the way to probably play that would be take Devonta Smith in the third, maybe early, but by the end of the offseason, I don't think so. Yeah. Like a lot, the way a lot of people draft is like they say, who are the offenses that I like, and who's important for those offenses? Like, let me get those players. I can see Dallas Goddard being like, oh, we love the Eagles' offense, and eh, let me get this guy. He got hurt last year. We run bad, and eh, mm. we need to get him on our team. You think Goddard will be more expensive than Mark Andrews by the end of the off season? Do I think it'd be no? No. Oh, that's what I thought you said. The Jets should absolutely be doing this. Oh, oh, you said when you said cheaper, you meant cheaper than Andrews. I thought cheaper than last year. Okay, oh, that's yeah. my bad. No, I mean yeah. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. I don't, I don't totally uh, understand all of the Goddard hype, and I haven't for a lot of years. So I'm always underweight on him. But you might have to change that next year, man. I was wrong. I don't. I, I. I don't get it either. But I'm like. I just know I'm going to be wrong on him. So, <laughs> like, I just. I just have a fear of missing out with him. Um. Did he miss any games this year? Yeah. Goddard, yeah. Missed for, yeah. Five games. Yeah. I think it was on IR. Right. 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 Okay. All right. Well. Um, this this game has been so bad. I just checked my DK app, <laughs> and and I'm breaking the whole slate. But the winning scores are also very, very low. At least my lineup is unique. I want to take these Sklansky bucks, baby. All right. Here we go. Always good to have some wins. Yeah. Got to get, gotta take them where you can get them, right? For sure. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Well, uh, good luck to everyone. Monday night. Are any of your – do you have any guys going Monday night in any of these teams, Connor? And I've got Tyler Boyd and Devin Singletary. Okay. So when they both go to f- for 40 each, back in the game. All right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Goddard can get some steam next year based on his playoffs. And I strongly agree that Njoku is going to be the value again next year at TE. Um, I see that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you'll get a big Devin Singletary game. Uh, I don't know how much more could really improve Phantom Rico's chances, though, but. Congratulations once again, though, man. That's like a huge accomplishment. You should be really proud of it. Thank you. For sure. For sure. It's, especially because we had a couple of really fun teams that just that just didn't make it. 
Yeah. And what what made it really hard was all the injuries too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of the guys I was really high exposure to uh got injured. Royce, <laughs> like you're talking about Lance, uh and I think there was a bit, one one uh one one day off, uh and a bunch right. of other, I believe. Yeah, right. We had a we had a team called Aurora Borealis that had Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, and Kenny Pickett. Lamar Jackson being out screwed us. It had Etienne, Ramondre. We got that right. Rashad Benny, unfortunately. Jameson Williams. Big one. Yeah, we just had like a lot of just. This was a really good team that just didn't come together. Yeah. I guess like you're the only thing you're gonna learn is NFL is brutal and it's random, <laughs> and you just gotta keep playing, playing just. Believe that the process is right and keep playing it, you know? I would not believe how excited I was when I saw that Jay Williams on Detroit had like 22 fantasy points. Yeah, that's uh, disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know who else got injured on us? Um, Hassan, we also Mm -hmm. ran bad on Ty Chandler. Yep, Ty Chandler. The RB1 for Minnesota firing the injury. Given yes, given given the way these guys have been playing, KJ Hamler, who's another one, went on IR. Yep. I can say I don't think I've ever had another season where my highest owned player got cut from two different teams. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, there's a story there. I'd love to know it. Yeah, for sure. He got so, cut so quickly the second time, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there were some interesting comments after he was drafted. Um, from Cliff Kingsbury about kind of, I don't know, like stuff that seemed irrelevant to football, but just about his personality or whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. He's just a weird guy. I guess so. Although Cliff's kind of a weird guy. So yeah. Cliff, Cliff sucks, man. I'm surprised that he still has a job. Yeah. I think they're paying. But when, 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 when that happens, I don't know what I'm going to do with my like my username on Twitter. Like I'm going to have to find a new identity. <laughs> I think he'll be. A, I think he'll hang around a little while longer. You know the the injuries that the Cardinals had this year might have saved him for another one more season. Yeah, because you can kind of look at this as like a lost, a lost season. Like ah, bad luck. We'll get yeah, him next year. Very shortly, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, man, I'm I'm out in the car. I think the only one I have interest in really is like Marquise Brown, especially if he's in the eighth. Marquise Brown was really late this year too. Yeah, yeah. Cardinals are going to be well. I mean, where do you think Greg Dorch ends up? <laughs> oh, I don't know, twentieth round, but he'd be someone who I want, right? It'd be a trendy pick, though. Yeah, that's true. Could be like the people who uh, dropped a lot of running backs and other positions early. They're like, oh, I got a, I got this guy who's uh, going to score fifteen points when I need him to. Yeah, right. That's true. He's the kind of the kind of wide receiver that the, the running back early guys take. Yeah. Well, I'll just have to draft him a little bit earlier. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've been going almost two hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, uh, I didn't know how to say it, but I kind of figured it bad. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. This was it. This is for real the last pod that we're doing this season. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so definitely follow Connor's work. Uh, yeah, stat chasing. Maybe we'll see them again this year. Stay, stay, uh, you know, stay tuned, I guess. 
and uh, we'll definitely have him back on sometime in the off season to do some more drafts. So uh, this was a lot of fun. Best of luck to you. Hopefully Monday night turns out uh, in your favor. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, right? And uh, thanks for everybody who stayed uh, tuned in for uh, for two hours, almost two hours as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. Thank you so much for staying with us yeah, as we as we bring I'm, out. We were a little bit more entertaining than the game that's on right now. So as, as <laughs> we're helped. closing out, as we're closing out the book on the 2022 uh, NFL season. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, yeah remember to rate and review the podcast channel subscribe to our youtube channel all that good stuff and uh